following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Okay, everyone places. This is the final scene, so let's make this one count. Quiet on set. Places, everybody. Welcome to the Producers. Following podcast is brought to you by The Beard Struggle. The Beard Struggle makes quality beard and grooming products for the modern man who likes to look good while raiding the countryside. Visit their website, thebeardstruggle.com, to scope out their awesome product line and use promo code JAWS20 at checkout to get 20% off your order. The Beard Struggle, because everyone looks better with a beard. Lights, camera, podcast. What's going on, everybody? I am the Wizard of Jaws. I am joined, as always, here on the Producers by the quote king, Austin Kelm. Austin, what's going on, my man? Good morning, buddy. How are we? Uh, it is the morning, isn't it? Oh, it, it is. It is. I wish it we wasn't, are. and yet here we are. Yeah, yeah. I wish I wasn't going into a long, <laughs> long haul of work week here. Uh, I say it every day. I need a new damn job, but that's neither here nor there. We'll. You know, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about, here we go. Here's your segue. Work is evil. <laughs> the people who run things at my work are evil. They are the villains of my story. And that's what we're talking about today. We are talking about our favorite, specifically movie villains. Uh, we, we decided, we, we talked about whether or not we we're going to add TV villains in and uh, it would be hard for me to i think it would be hard to narrow it down to it was already just difficult. one episode yes it was it, just just doing movies it was already too difficult to, to narrow into a top five there are an awful lot of awesome bad guys out there yes there are so we so, stuck to just movies just movies we stuck to just movies and we uh we figured we'd talk about villains going into easter weekend because i don't know because that, that seems a, legit. Easter is a know. good time, so let's talk about that stuff. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't make the rules. Um, I am probably an Easter time villain because I eat meat all the time. I don't really care. So let's go with that. Uh, no, I'm, I'm the villain you. of the show. I don't, I, don't pay, I don't pay attention to it at all. Yeah, I'm I'm the villain of the show. You can be the good guy. I'm the heel. You're the face. Let's keep it kayfob, whatever you want to do. <laughs> so uh, I am going to let you kick us off here with the villain talk. Okay, so I'm going to start with with my honorable mention. So going just, just outside the top five. And the only reason this one was outside my top five is because it's not an actual person. Ooh. So I don't, know who, I don't know who gets credit for this. So my, uh, my number six in, in my all-time movie villains is Jaws. I, so it's, <laughs> it's the shark, which, listen, as a kid, petrified the life out of me i didn't want to step into a pond a puddle a lake or an ocean because i was going to get right. mauled by a gigantic great white shark so much um, so there's there's a ride at universal where said shark comes out of the water and like makes and you know it's coming but it freaks you out nonetheless uh, right 
Right. And again, it's, it's not like you didn't know it was coming most of the time, but I mean, whoever you want to give credit to the special effects team, writer, director, producer, you know, Spielberg, whatever, I don't care what it is, but I mean, Jaws, uh, it's, it's been a movie franchise. There was more than one of them, multiple villains, even though they, I don't know, they would get like blown up. I guess technically it was a different shark because like one died in every right. movie, but, but I don't know the dun, 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 dun. You want to go from like iconic noise Oh, or, God, you know, yeah. something where you knew it was coming in that just for you music majors out there, minor second, right? Just going full music nerd on you. That's uh very, very iconic in the movie world. So that was my honorable mention, but to break into our top five, uh, I have to go with uh, an actual person and we're going Schwarzenegger as the original Terminator. OG Terminator. So, huh? so, right. So yeah. So not when we went to T2 and he was the good guy. Um, Cause I feel like that's what he gets remembered for. Oh, yeah. Like when I, I, I think Terminator, it's, you know, I'll be back in the whole, you know, and he's the good guy against yeah. the, the, T, the T-1000 or whatever, T-9000, the liquid metal guy. Yeah. But uh, I think people forget or either don't remember how awesome he was as a bad guy. And it's impressive because he didn't have like any speaking roles. I think it was his first major motion film and his German accent would have been very thick or she Austrian. Right. Austrian. But, but it's a. Uh, Crazy that he speaks very little and just has that commanding presence and does such a fantastic job with so little dialogue. Well, I mean, if you're if you are a multi time Mr. Olympia, you probably should have a commanding presence. Right. Like, <laughs> you I don't, don't know that do it, it just just flex. Yeah. Just stand there and look jacked with sunglasses unless you like look goofy. I don't know. Whatever. But no, that's a good one. And uh, you're right, though. People do. I mean, I know I do. I don't think of the Terminator. Like, I think of Terminator 2. Like, I, I think of the second one where, you know, what's what's your dog's name? Sparky. Hey, mom, how's Fluffy? Fluffy's good on your, your, your stepparents are dead. Like, <laughs> like, it's the dog's name, Max. It's one Wolfie. Yeah. But it, I, I mean, mean like, just. That, that, and that is, that's totally true. That's what I think of. I think of him as the good guy. Dropping all the Schwarzenegger catchphrases. Come with me if you want to live. Right. Hasta la vista, you name it. Like I think of him as a good guy, but he was such a phenomenal bad guy in the first one that it set up, again, a a movie franchise. I mean, they're still making Terminator movies and they're still bringing Schwarzenegger back. Even if it's not him, it's, you know, a CGI representation of him being a huge bad guy. Right. And, you know, it's stemming off the story with, um, Sarah Connors and the whole nine. It's yeah. Right. Cause it's, I think really he's only the good guy and maybe one or two of them. Now there's been like six, right? So it all depends on, and there's t- some time travel involved and some other stuff. It all depends on what you're talking about, but um, he's the good guy in a couple. He's also the bad guy in a couple, but so I remember like an, Oh, an Oh crap moment. So, uh, I forget. I think it's salvation with Christian Bale, right? Where he's, he's going through the, the Skynet lab, trying to destroy it. And uh, the Skynet actually plays a, a trick on him. They were like baiting him into, they wanted him to break in so they can right. get John Connor. And he opens up a door that he thinks Kyle Reese is in and it's not. And like it's Schwarzenegger, but it's the CGI version of him, but he's massive hulking and starts like just wreaking havoc and everything. And it was like, Oh shit, they brought Schwarzenegger. Back. You know what I mean? It was right. that, that moment where he was back to being a bad guy. So I don't know. That was pretty yeah. cool. That's my number five. Um, so I have a couple honorable mention. I have a couple alternates and I have a six, a six man list. So oh boy, this was tough for me. I'm a big, big villain guy. Um, 
if anybody you if you if you know me that shouldn't be shocking like i i don't want to say i'm a bad person because i'm not but like <laughs> i in, like to me the hero is only as good as his villain right so agreed. like agreed like, that's if, an excellent if, point if you take you know a certain if you take the bad guy out of a lot of movies the good guy doesn't matter as much like if and i'm trying to think of a good like a good representation without giving away something on my list but uh you know you're you have to have something to overcome right so and, like and the, the, and the, and the, the more the more insurmountable it looks like the, the more of an uphill climb you have because of the bad guy right the but more like, the, the bigger the triumph is here's here's actually a really good example like uh, superman why is superman so t- so hard of a sell these days because he's damn near invincible I don't care how good, how badass you make his villains. I mean, there's literally a villain who, like, he'll die and get re like he gets reincarnated, and he's like when he is reborn, he cannot be killed the same way he was just killed, and Superman beats him all the time. That's boring. That is boring as shit. Like, <laughs> and that's not like that's just oh you killed me, but I'm going to be reborn. That's that's just bland. That's Wonder Bread right there. That's all it is. It is interesting how they, they have struggled to put together a Superman franchise. Do you, you know, in, in, in the great way that Marvel has just crushed. I mean, I'm not saying it's perfect, but they've done a fantastic. There's like 30 oh, yeah. movies now. They're making money hand over fist. It's just unbelievable. But DC can't seem to figure out how to make these, these, these Batman and Superman movies in the Justice League work the same way yeah, that we've had Henry Cavill. We've had Brandon Routh. We've had, you know what I mean? There's been a slew of Superman, but we just can't seem to figure it out and get a, you'd think a Superman movie would come out and it would be this unbelievable blockbuster. Right. And they just haven't been everyone. To be honest, every one of them has been kind of a letdown, really yeah. not been super great. Yeah. I think the Superman returns may have been the closest thing they came. And I mean, this could be a whole nother, a whole nother topic for I mean, shit, let's do the Let's do this next week. Let's do the problems with the DC extended universe. Um, but we're going to get back on the villains here. I wholeheartedly believe that villains make the show, make the franchise. For example, uh, I grew up being a huge, huge Power Rangers fan. I was the Red Ranger for Halloween. I had the first two Megazords. I had all the action figures, all the the monsters. And. It was I still have some of them in a box I do too. in my basement. I do too. They, they, they still exist. Uh, so those things, you know, were awesome. They were badass. And, you know, you had the two, the two main villains were Rita and then Lord Zed. And then they made a movie and they brought out this dude named Ivan Ooze, who just, I mean, you, we, we had 90 episodes of the Rangers trying to stop Rita and Lord Zed. And obviously they always like, thwart their plans but never completely thwart them and here comes ivan ooze who just like the first thing he does you two out and wins in the first five minutes of the movie (laughs) this dude then destroys in the first encounter with them destroys the zords something it took rita like rita never did then zed did it his when he first came to be in the, in the TV show, he destroyed the original Zords. And then like the next episode or later that episode, they found the new Zords. This whole movie was step one, the two bad guys out. Step two, the Zords done. 
And like then the whole movie was them trying to figure out how to stop this son of a bitch getting the new Zords and like that whole thing, that whole storyline, because Ivan Ooze was a bad, bad man. So it's really funny. So like you say that when he like kicks Zed and read out and I just had that 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 meme in my head of like the the guy looking at him and going, I'm the captain now. (laughs) (laughs) Get get out. I'm I'm the captain now. Uh, He put him in a snow globe. Uh, right, 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 right. No big deal. Two of the most powerful forces in the universe. Right. In the snow globe. All right. Like Rita at one point was so powerful that the only thing they could do was lack her in a garbage can on the moon. This dude was like, you're in a snow globe now, bitch. <laughs> Ivan Ooze, bad mother. Mama, jamma. So is that, that that's your fiver? Uh, that is, that's actually number six. Oh, boy. All right. So moving back into it, then I, uh, I'll, there's like the rest of these guys are like a four way tie. It's really weird. It all depends on where you, where you want to put your stock in. Right. But I, I love each one of my, this, these next guys. So I'm going to go with Hans Gruber. And I knew you would, which is why I left him off my list. Well, that's a whole thing. I mean, cause we know each other. I mean, and really one of the only guys that was in a singular movie. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like he, he's a one and done. We talked about Schwarzenegger being in, in multiple films, even Jaws, like even though it's a different shark, that the topic is several movies. And even though there's more than one diehard, Hans doesn't make it through more than one. And the thing that blows my mind, and we've talked about this, is that it was Alan Rickman's first movie, which kind of floors me that he did such right. a phenomenal job and is like all time ranked villain in his first movie. Like not, not a whole lot of nerves or anything going on there. He didn't seem like the, the moment was too big for him, so to speak. Um, but he's just fantastic from there's so many iconic lines to the, the, the thick German accent. Um, and, and to your point, what Bruce Willis had to overcome in that first Die Hard movie is almost directly related to, to Hans Gruber and how good of a villain Alan Rickman was. And he just made you like not like him. I feel like when like when you hate the person that they did a good job. Do you know what I mean? It didn't come off as corny or whatever. And it's, it's more than just, I mean, so no, you know, I talked before we started recording about the, all the horror film people. Correct. You know what I mean? And it's more than just like jumping out and scare you because like anything can just like turn a corner with creepy music and yell boo and, you know, and startle an audience that I don't think that makes a good villain. Right. Necessarily. Um, He did, he did a fantastic job. Just across the board, Hans Gruber is my my number four. Love it. And, uh, so, Freddie, Jason, Mike Myers, the really the big three of the horror franchises are on my honorable mention list um, right. for, for all different reasons. Um, then they all took a turn where it got really corny, really cheesy, really bad. Well, when you, we, there's no new ideas in Hollywood, right? So, right. Jason 11 turns out wasn't as good as like one. You, or you mean two Jason or, in space wasn't a good oh idea? Oh my God, terrible. Yeah. Who made who like. That who guy lost his job, that? right? Yeah, like, like who agreed with that? That's, that's what I mean. That guy's no longer in charge of decision making, right? Yeah, we're uh, Earth is uninhabitable. They went down and found two people frozen <clears throat> who somehow froze at the end of the last movie that nobody seems to remember happening. We're going to pull them up on the spaceship and then thaw them out. And like, we thought the girl out first because, like, this dude wearing this hockey mask is kind of creepy. So we're going to like thaw her first and ask some questions. They like let these little nanobots like bring her back to life. And then she's like, don't thaw him out. And then it hands up getting too, thought out too, too late. Yeah. 
so dumb. But like the anytime, original incantation. Anytime you have to add the words in space. <laughs> right. To something, I mean, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Fast and the Furious. In space. space. As, as soon as you have to add in space to something, I feel like you've automatically made it worse. I yes. don't know what to do with this information. Willy Wonka. In, in space. space. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's stupid. I don't know why. They right. Unless space things. is part of the original concept, which. Right. Sure. But yeah, so like those three, especially in their original incantation, like Mike Myers being a psychologically damaged person who ends up like hacking and slashing his way through the town as an adult. Uh, Jason Voorhees, who is never, depending on upon the like the original incantation or the original idea behind him, uh, something similar or was a supernatural entity. Uh, and then Freddy Krueger, who attacked you where you're supposed to feel the safest, which was in your bed and in your dreams. Uh, very, very good ideas to start that just got way too convoluted down the road. But uh, my next one is actually another one off uh, a, a single movie didn't span uh, or start a franchise by any means just is John Doe from seven. All right. Kevin Spacey. This dude. This is the this is the epitome of a movie without a happy ending. Like, right. He he goes through. He kills people in the form of the seven deadly sins. Up to and included like the end of the movie, the whole what's in the box scene. Like we've we've all seen, you know, what's in the box? What's in the box? And it's the dude's head, it's the dude's wife's head. <laughs> and he is the seventh sin. And I believe it's the sin of uh, the sin of pride where he's just he was too proud to just admit they caught the dude and it was good enough or something along those lines I, it's been a while since I've seen the movie <laughs> but I mean, Listen, I, Kevin Spacey it's too bad he was such a, a creeper yeah and kind of kind of wound up being a scumbag there a little bit but separating his personal life from his professional work life he's got he was on the list several times yeah, uh, of just just a variety of different villains where he did a, a fantastic job portraying the bringing out the evil in somebody and yeah, and I mean, and this this was almost an epitome of it of sorts. Where like, I mean, he literally tied somebody to a bed and fed them to death, right? Like, just every possible way you like, sick sadistic way you could find to kill somebody in the form of the seven deadly sins. He did, and it was disgusting. Right. And then at the end, he's sitting in the back of a cop car, smirking while the cop loses his mind that he's staring at his wife's decapitated head. Movie pans out. <laughs> and fade to black. Right. Fantastic. I really, and he was, he was close to my honorable mention, but again, trying to shrink this list down to right. seven or eight was, I don't want to say impossible, but it, it, more difficult than I thought once you really started getting into, <clears throat> once you started getting into all the villains, anybody who was ever a bad guy or, a, you know, the oh, anti-hero, yeah. I mean, crazy. So um, my next one is, I, I honestly, when we first decided to do this topic, I thought it'd be higher or maybe even number one. And then the more I thought about it, it actually fell down the list. Right. So uh, my next one's going to be Darth Vader. I, and so, I, Vader is on my list. So you're going to, what did I do? Oh shit. I just deleted everything. No, We're good. <laughs> We're good. We're good. Technology's fantastic when it works the way you want it to. And then when it doesn't, you're like, oh, why does this say paper jam when there is no paper jam? Yeah. So Shaw, space he, reference. he is on my list. 
So, I mean, he's, he comes in at three for me. Um, I thought he was going to be number one. He was the first villain that I thought of. But it's one of those things where, like, he's iconic. It's it, the, the breathing, the dun-dun, the Imperial March, everything that oh, goes yeah. into to that. It's, it, it's very iconic. It, it spans the test of time. Darth Vader is still taught. People who've never seen Star Wars know who Darth Vader is. It's a whole thing. But on the flip side, like, he has uh, the moment of redemption at the end where he kills you. you know what I mean, it's a whole thing where he's not a bad guy at the end. So he wasn't bad through and through. I mean, Luke spends half the movies going like, I know you're my father. I know you're in there somewhere. So, yes, he's an iconic bad guy. One of the best all time. But I, I feel like the I don't know. He wasn't bad through and through or, or didn't finish. His last moments were not of a bad guy. Do you know what I mean? Which if, if we're making a list of top bad guys, I feel like if you didn't finish a bad guy or die a bad guy or get away a bad guy, I don't know. I don't know if you could take the top, top two lists or the top two spots on my list. So, but he's definitely uh, up there. There, there are actually a lot of people. If you look through the list of um, like the list of villains, right. That, that do have that redemption arc. Um, I don't think anybody that made my list actually does. Uh, well, okay. So two of my alternates, we'll call them, kind of do, but it's 20, 30 years down the road. Right. Well, um, the, term, the Terminator kind of winds up being, right. like I said, depending on which movie you're talking about, he could be a villain or a good guy. It all depends right. on which time travel scenario you're going with. So, But I mean, well, like in, in the realm of talking about a guy who was universally feared, like and, and we talked about this when the new Star Wars trilogy came out, seven, eight, and nine, and they like they made Kylo Ren, and he he was obsessed with Vader and wanting to be Vader and be like Vader and that whole thing. And I looked at you at one point after the first after after the, uh, what was it, The Force Awakens, the seventh movie. Yeah, the the new one of the modern. And I was Star like, Wars. I was like, no, like this dude just doesn't have it. And we had a full discussion about it because this dude, like. He sits there and he's like throwing a temper tantrum because things don't go his way. Vader never right. did that. He t- Vader, takes like, the lightsaber out and like just slashes, hacking and slashing a control right board. Now. And like Vader would never. Vader would never. Like you did something he didn't like, force choke you to death and move on. Like there was no like pissy bitchy moaning. This dude was so feared. People didn't speak to him unless spoken to. Right. Because if I said hi the wrong way, or if I if I said hi and he expected hello, I was dead. No questions asked. I don't care that this dude had a redemption arc. I don't care that he died a hero technically after coming back to the light side of the force and joining his son, stopping Emperor Palpatine and all this other crap. This dude was the baddest of the bad. Nobody feared Emperor Palpatine. A lot of it because they didn't know who he was, but even when he was the emperor, they feared Vader. They didn't fear the guy. They feared his weapon. Vader was right. the weapon. Vader, Vader, Vader was the muscle him. of the situation, right? Yeah. Sold. <laughs> Obviously, like I saw, he was, he was on both of our lists, so that, that makes sense. Which brings me to my next point. Shredder. Oh, so, so you did go with the, the well, I, I'm going to say childhood nostalgia. I did. I, Just cool bad guys. It's I mean, this dude, he looked like a walking visceral can opener, but he was so like, he's, he's a well-trained martial artist. You know, the, the, the turtles themselves and splinter 
could stand toe to toe with hordes, hordes of the foot or the foot soldiers, if you will. There you go. The shredder <laughs> in and of himself. And like I'm talking like the OG movies, like the dudes in the big rubber costumes, not the complete CGI that was filmed on the 33. Right. The dudes in the rubber costumes like this dude in any incantation, in, in any form of media, in the comics, in the TV show, in the movies, especially in like, I mean, all of these, it took all four of them and Splinter to barely survive. And they didn't kill him. Like this dude ends up in a like he ends up falling off something into a garbage truck and like getting crushed in the garbage truck. And then the end of the movie is his fist firing out through a pile of garbage or his hand firing out and then like rolling a fist. And you're like, oh shit, my man's, my man's coming back with a vengeance. So you much so he to- turned into Kevin Nash at the end of the second movie. <laughs> you want to feel, uh, you want to feel old? Always. Those, movie, those movies are 31 years old. Oh my God. They came out in 1990 in 1990. What like that? Oh my God. Those like, movies I are... love the. I had the VHSs. Like I, I still watched do. them. All I won't the let time. my parents throw them out. They're at my parents' house somewhere. I there are collectors' items at this point, but that movie came out when I was like three, <laughs> and we're talking about now. I mean, like, oh my god, it's physically painful. Those, those movies I, are older than my fiance. I did like that's that's. <laughs> <laughs> so like I was just thinking about. I was looking it up on IMDb, and I'm like, oh, I mean, I I knew '90s, and I figured like early '90s, but I was thinking like '94, '95. I was right. like, I had to be eight or nine nope i was three when those movies came out yeah those Meaning i i didn't see them in theaters because no. i wasn't going to the movies at, at no. two or three to, you know what i mean so i must our parents were responsible <laughs> right right i'm sure um it was a friday night blockbuster video run oh hell yeah it very was. very old statements right now that that's how i saw those movies and then eventually i, for, I probably i think i want to say santa gave me the the vhs tapes for christmas that that was a that was a Santa Claus gift that I got that in yeah. Home Alone. Yeah. Home Alone 2 and Teenage Mutants and Turtles uh, Secrets of the Ooze was the Christmas present that year. Shredder was such a good villain that he spanned two movies, ended up becoming Super Shredder, killing him. Like, they didn't even beat him. He killed himself. Like an idiot. Right, right. He, he ripped down the whole thing. Right. They couldn't beat him. Because he was so hell-bent on beating the Turtles. He was like, I don't care. You, I'm, I, I might die, but you're coming with me. Right. That is the, like that is the ultimate villainy right there. And he almost survived like same thing, like fist through the pile of rubble and then like opens up and drops limp and like he's gone. And he was such a good villain that they made a third movie and they had to travel back in time to find something worth the <laughs> turtles time now that it was post shredder. Oh, what's your next? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely crazy. So, uh, this one could have been a tie for a lot of different ones, but I'm, and we just talked about it. So at the risk of beating a dead horse, I'm going to go with the Joker and yeah, in really sp- and specifically, specifically the, the Heath Ledger version. And again, yes. we, we've talked about this in previous episodes, but I mean, he did such a phenomenal job. Um, I mean, that performance will stand the test of time for years that he was, oh, he was yeah, just, well. just that good. And again, it's the, the sadistic madman, the, you know, the making him choose between Harvey and Rachel. And then when he goes to make the decision, the Joker very sadistically gives him like flips the addresses around. So he thinks he's saving Rachel and he actually shows up and it's Harvey. So just 
the, the the mental terrorism that it was along with the actual terrorism of what he did to other people. Oh, it, uh, it, just that, just crazy. It was just phenomenal. That entire move plays to that super sanity theory that we talked about where like he knew that Batman would go for Rachel. Right. He knew that Rachel was too far away for the cops to get there on time. And like, cause obviously Batman's got a faster vehicle because he's Batman. Right. And like, but he knew that, you know, turning Harvey Dent into two face and turning him into a villain was part of the plan to break Gotham. Right. Like it, he was, he was, these dudes are playing like, I don't know, pick up sticks and Joker's playing 90 fucking chess in this movie it's insane <laughs> well yeah i mean the whole planning to be captured thing and then having a, a different guy have a bomb like inside of his stomach and stuff like that i mean it was just the 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 master plan like we we didn't understand the big picture until yeah did it like they, they it zoomed out and gave us a full picture that everybody else was too too narrow focused and he was just on a different level yeah he, he everybody else was playing checkers and he was playing chess to put it mildly uh, yeah uh, and again i tried to find the simplest game you could like he like these cops are playing tic-tac-toe to a draw with each other and my man's out here beating sheldon in 3d chess like right big bang theory reference excellent you're welcome uh so he was on my list also so you're gonna get an alternate again oh boy all right this, this is a combo oh and this is the combination of john crease and terry silver so and i and i i was gonna go with some cobra kai stuff and i was like eh Honestly, so, I, I kind of figured you would go with some old school nostalgia stuff. So I, I stayed away from it and just went with like, I don't know, b- baddies, super baddies. Just yeah. not, you know what I mean? I, I didn't even think of shredders. That was a good call. So like this, this to me is these people can exist. Like, and that's what, that's what's scary about it is like a John Silver or sorry, a Terry Silver or a John Kreese can actually exist. Oh, listen, you know, we work in youth athletics. Oh, yeah. There are a hundred, those, those people are 100% out there. There are some crazies out there, legit. Yeah. And these dudes, like anything to win, anything to make money, anything to stay relevant and stay around, um, you know, and you like you thought John Kreese was bad. And in the first movie, like he's just this like, at, at, like on, on the surface, he's just a guy who runs a dojo in what is it? The tri like the Tri-Valley area or whatever. I don't know whatever the hell it's called. Uh, uh, they call it the it's, it's the All Valley Tournament, right? So I, I think they just call it the Valley. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, so wherever it is, like he just runs a dojo, and because of his teachings, he's not like training kids to be bullies, but because of his teachings, his kids, his students are bullies, right? And then so when the, someone no no mercy, you know, yeah. strength and power, and and then like when no somebody starts fighting back it becomes a problem and then that person gets this old you know okinawan man to teach him how to defend himself and then it's this whole story and then like and you think crease is bad because at the end of the first one he's like pushing a high schooler up against a, a car car and like you and know, trying to take a swing at miyagi well and then like he he shoves another kid like against a car into the ground and then like he tries to take a swing at Miyagi and like he puts both his fists through a car window and like gets his ass kicked by the old man and you're like okay cool then the second movie comes out they go to Okinawa that whole thing like 
you know, the bad guy ends up being a disgruntled teenager in that one um, <laughs> with like a fight to the death that nobody died in. Right. But then they come back and Terry Silver took over Cobra Kai, who you don't really know. All you know is that they were like buddies from the war. Right, right. Yeah. They, they served. I want to say Vietnam. Yes. Together. That's yes. right. And uh, and he's he's like 10 times more ruthless, 10 times more vile. And even for like, you know, Danny wants to come back and train for the All Valley again. And Miyagi's like, no, we did that for a reason. I'm not training you to fight. Right, right. Like, this was, It was started as self-defense. Yeah, like that was a means to an end. We met right, that the tournament's end. unnecessary, right? You know, and so he went, so like this dude turned um, Danny LaRusso against Mr. Miyagi and turned him into like a violent, angry kid. Right. Fli- flipped his ideology right in his head. Yep. Just two, two bad, bad men. And again, the, the scary part about the both of the two of them is they could factually exist in the real world and they do. Right. So was that, was that your number two? Is that kind of where we're, I got an honorable mention there. Again? Technically three. Technically three. So we're, we're all the way up to, I mean, listen, there, there's an unlimited number, but so this is the, the top guy on my list. My, my number one movie villain, uh, Hannibal Lecter. Ooh. Just si- si- Silence of the Lambs. Uh, that I mean, it spawned the Red Dragon, and it, it you got spinoffs and other movies and all kinds of stuff. But I mean, from a, I mean, Anthony Hopkins is simply fantastic in this movie. He is, I mean, bone chilling, goosebumps, like creepy, sadistic. You know what I mean? It's just I can't think of another way to describe what he portrays on the screen because it's it's like i mean he eats people he's literally a cannibal do you yeah. know what i mean like he eats people's brains he just it's he is the worst of the worst and he's not uh he's not a to your point i mean not that i don't know how many people like this exist but i know that there are like serial killers out there who like really well, eat people and and do this type of stuff but he he's a villain that has no superpowers. It's not, you know what I mean? He's not going up against Batman or, you know, Superman. It's nothing like that. It's real world police trying to stop a serial killer from literally eating people. And I think of like the hello Clarice or, you know, eating her liver with some fava beans and a bottle of Chianti. I mean, just, and though his, his calmness about it and the way he just talks about doing awful, gruesome, terrible things, and, and he's like happy about it. Like he's just like super chill. Like he just was having crackers with some guests and all oh, it was brains. You know what I mean? It's just absolutely nuts. He's my number one. It sends a chill up your, up and down your spine. Any way you slice it, but Anthony Hopkins and, and Hannibal Lecter is my number one. So, and, and the reason he, and that's a great choice. He actually didn't make my list, um, which is surprising. Cause I, I, I have again, a few more that are, on my list here, but uh, one of the things that like the, the reason that he's so terrifying is because he was like, there was actually a person who did exist who was the inspiration for Hannibal Lecter, right? Alfredo Bali Trevino known oh, as boy. the Wolfman of Nuevo Leon was a former physician from Monterey sentenced to death for murdering his lover, Jesus Castillo Rangel and mutilating his body. He was also suspected of kill, kill, killing sorry, killing several hitchhikers in the late 50s and 60s. Um, and it's kind of the thing that like, 
they the, the they met like the people met him. It, the, it's it's a whole story we're not going to get into because we don't have <laughs> just don't have the time. But, uh, there's there's a ton of documentaries on on oh god it's, of you know, of just the people who have done awful terrible things, and this is just and, the the personification of of the worst of the worst. There there's nine other like serial killer movie villains out there that were based on Ed Gein. So like mm-hmm. people like this do exist, which is what makes them scary. I'm shocked that Lord Voldemort didn't make your list. Honestly, I mean, if we were talking about literary villains, I I, I feel like the Harry. That's Potter right. You're you're just, not a huge Harry Potter movie fan. I'm, that I'm 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 a book fan, and I know a lot of people say that, but I mean, I, I just am. I know I've seen all the Harry Potter movies and stuff like that, and I've I've. <laughs> Every time it's uh, Harry Potter weekends on, I wind up watching you know, right. like, oh, Harry Potter weekend. It's it's 37 straight hours of the it, it just it just so happens that every time I go to my cabin, there's a Harry Potter weekend on. Uh, right. Because they do it on like nine different channels and they just well, rotate. listen, they they know how popular it <laughs> oh, is. Oh, hell yeah, they do. You know, what I mean, there's just uh, I don't know. There, there, there were liberties taken with it and in, in, in how they portrayed Voldemort. And so I just wasn't a fan of. But I, I don't think of him as like book snob. It is what it is. Oh, listen, I'm I'm I am not that way with literally anything except the Harry Potter. I don't. Right. <laughs> nothing else matters to me. It doesn't even tip the scale. But yeah, Voldemort from the movies. Nah, whatever. He doesn't yeah. tip the scale for me. He's okay. I don't yep. think he, he doesn't. He doesn't scare me. He, it's, it's it's whatever. I don't know. The, the other one uh, for me was Dolores Umbridge on that from that franchise. See, like that that was good, and I I almost thought about putting that on there just because how much the actress made me hate her yes. while watching the movies. And I think that's, again, that's a testament to how good you were. They said, I want, oh, no, I want you to die. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, that's a, yes. that's a great, if you have that response, they've done a great job. That's, it, that's how that goes. It's like a good heel in wrestling. If I hate Correct. you, when you, if I hate that you're on my TV screen and you're a bad guy, uh, like by alignment, you're doing mm-hmm. your job. Right. Um, I mean, she, she was the worst kind, like, you know, she was evil. Under the guise of righteousness, right, right. She didn't. She didn't think she was evil at all. No, she was. She was, doing, yeah. she was for the greater good. A lot of people is, on our list are kind of that way. The Joker was sort of for the greater good. Darth Vader thought that you know he was, you know, bringing peace and harmony to the Empire. But sometimes you have to do that with an iron fist, right? So there's a lot of people who do that under the, the the guise of, well, I did what I thought was right, right? You know what I mean? Oh yeah, it turns out murder not that great. Uh, yeah, it's fine. You know, and I, I mean. And you can say that like history is written by the victor, right? Mm-hmm. Like you lost, so you're the bad guy, because the, right. the you know the people who won get to write that get to write the history books. Um, my last honor, the last one I have to mention before my my like my runaway number one. Oh boy, Fletcher from Whiplash. So I mean, I love that movie, and it, but like, is he a bad guy? He's not a good guy. Yeah, but, I, but again, like everything else we just talked about, his his motivations were supposedly good. The, is it the ends did did the ends justify the means because the student came back and pushed harder than he ever thought he could do, and so and ended like, up taking the be becoming like like ascending as a musician and as a drummer only because of how hard he was pushed by the teacher. Well, and only because of how hard he was pushed by the teacher, but it's one of those things where like. As a teacher, like I, I don't as a coach, I don't want my players to succeed because of how much they hate me. That makes me a bad coach. Like if I sit there and I, like and I'm pushing you and I'm like, 
driving for you to be the best you possibly can. And you swing and swing and swing until your hands are raw or you throw and throw and throw until your shoulders about ready to fall the fuck off. And then like you go through this whole thing and then you get an opportunity. And I like if memory serves the end of that movie, he sets him up to fail. Like he sets him up to fail in a, in a sense where he has the wrong music at a, at, at a huge concert. And he ends up just doing his own thing and, and coming out of it. Like that dude's an asshole. Well, again, overcoming adversity and, and challenging somebody. I mean, it's kind of, so I mean, we, we like watching the movie miracle. We have it on at my facility all the time. Do you know what I mean? It's Absolutely. Just those things where, I mean, now I don't know her Brooks. I don't know what he was actually like. I don't know the historical accuracies of that movie, but I mean, everything I've Brooks, heard is pretty spot on. That's, I mean, that's her Brooks in a nutshell. He pushed those kids harder than they ever have been pushed in their lives. And they would not have beaten the Soviet team if it weren't for that. Like he goes, I'm not your friend. I'm not your buddy. I'm not your confidant. I'm your coach. If you want one of those, talk to doc or assistant. Coach. You know what I mean? Like, so he was kind of an asshole. Like that's just what he was. But, but there's a difference. It would be like Herb Brooks pushing those guys as hard as he did. And then they show up to play the Soviets and he like, cuts the blades off all their sticks and says, now go play hockey fuckers. Like, cause that's what Fletcher did. He said he pushed and he pushed and he pushed. And when he like, um, you know, I want the guy who wouldn't take the test. Like then he cuts the straps off all his goalie pads when it's time for the big game. Like, uh, Hey I man, I thought you I wanted me to succeed. You just cut my legs out from under me. I think a, a more apt thing would be it's not damaging their equipment because it's not like he sent them out. I mean, yes, he didn't have any music, but like it's it's that's a preparation thing. He didn't tell them to play drums with no sticks. He just didn't give them the music. So it's not cutting his. It's like not well, getting your goal the like, go out music. there take take taking taking no warm ups. Hey, just go out there cold. You don't get the warm up. You have to just sit here and then just go out there and play a hockey game. So uh, it's no, like I don't know. Okay, so this would be more like a foot like bringing a football player out if you pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and he like, listen, I need a guy. Can you come? Blah, blah. Like, you're the only one I think that can handle this. And then you give him the wrong playbook. Like, this this dude's prepared, but all of a sudden, they like, they call a play and he's like, I don't know that play. What do you mean you don't know that play? That wasn't the playbook I was given. Like, so now he's got to go out and just do it on his own, having no idea, like, what he's supposed to be doing. Like, that that's a dickhead move. That's a that's a villain move. That is a I want I am I'm going to prove that I am better than you by making sure you're not prepared. Like he's he's a bad guy. He's not a good guy. Like and, and to a point he is. And then he crosses the line. Listen, I, I think a lot of people would understand that the ends don't necessarily justify the means. You know what I mean? Like in his, I don't in think his the head, ends or the means worked. Like the I think, did he end up being a fantastic drummer at the end of it? Absolutely, he did. Right. If you've I, ever seen Flash, I highly recommend. Oh, but, he, I mean, it was nominated for best movie. J.K. Simmons won an Oscar for best supporting actor. Like he's fantastic in it. It's very good. But if you look at that movie and you say at the end of it that J.K. Simmons had that that kid's that young man's best interest in mind, <laughs> you're sadly mistaken, my friend. Like he's a he is a villain in that movie. I, I guess. I mean, like I said, I mean, sure. I mean, again, it, it's it's like I'm agreeing with the Joker here. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, he thought he was doing it for the right reasons or whatever like that. But again, he's trying to create the next best musician. Again, the whole Charlie Parker story where he, th he throws a symbol at his head and, and you know what I mean? Like, oh, if the guy never 
threw a music stand or like trashed his drum kit. Like, oh, well, that's ridiculous. That was an overreaction. Okay, well, without that overreaction, one of the greatest musicians of all time never becomes the greatest musician of all time because he wasn't pushed. Do you know what I mean? So it's just like it's to his point. It's depriving the world of Parker. Pushing versus setting the setting you up to fail are two different things. And he crosses the line into villainy when he sets him up to fail. Like he didn't sit there and say, oh, look what I did. Like I did this on purpose so you would shine. He did it to sabotage his career. Like, like I'm going to prove that you do not belong here and you are going to be widely panned as sucking. And the kid did, ended up turning did, it around. Did he? Because yeah. I feel like this, this smile he gives him at the end is like, yes, this is what I wanted the entire this, time. And that's it's literally how the movie ends. It's him smiling and like giving him the this. Hell yes. This is what I wanted the whole time. I, it's literally I, how the movie ends. Like it's, I think it's more of a smirk and all right, you beat me. I, I, I really I don't think, I, I think I don't it, think I it's think that it, at all. I think I, it absolutely is that. And this could be, again, another whole discussion. I still have my absolute number one to talk about. So oh. we're going to move the fuck on <laughs> Thanos. See, and I knew you were going to do that, too. It's I mean, you want to talk about a guy who like he's doing something terrible or did something terrible for what he claims to be righteous reasons and correct reasons and good reasons like he collects the infinity stones he doesn't want to fight people he doesn't want to kill them he like you know and everything he says like listen yes i went to this planet and i slaughtered half the population and since then that planet is a prospering utopia that has no issues at all and he wants to do that on a universal scale to allow everything and everyone like you're no longer hungry because there's double the resources. You're no longer like you no longer want for anything because there's a plethora of it type thing. Like the world is no longer dying because the population's cut in half. Therefore, you know, you're you're not over polluting and overusing the planet's resources. Like it was for a good reason. But he murdered trillions and trillions and trillions of people. No, I don't even know. I don't even know if that we know the, the number. Do you know right. what I mean? Like it's. And, and, it's and we, I, we, I mean, we know that there's we know that there's like, trillions of people on planet Earth that died. Well, there's billions. Ex- well, yeah, half, seven billion, whatever. Three point five. Yeah. So like three point five billion just on this planet. Right. And we're talking about a planet like we're talking about a universe that has known known um, life on other planets. So. Yeah, I uh, the ultimate bad guy. I mean, it takes every Avenger and then some to finally pull it off. And it takes every single one of them to not only like just end up beating this guy and and erasing him, but it also costs. Again, at least they end up bringing people back, but like how many people act like vision actually died? Not, I mean, he was a sentient robot, whatever, but he had, allegedly had a soul because of the soul stone. Um, Iron Man, like, which one of the most iconic scenes in, in the entire um, Marvel MCU universe, MCU, like, you know, I am inevitable and I am Iron Man, like Snap. just fantastic. So much so that they like <laughs> that scene is played up with like, OK, what would the other Avengers have said? If they were in that, like, you know, I am inevitable. 
and I could, and, I, and I'm just a boy from Brooklyn. Like it, and it works at so many levels, but I think it was the perfect end to Tony Stark, but it shows what it took to stop this dude. And now the entirety of the MCU is based around the aftermath of the snap. Because when you unsnap it, it's five years later. Those people didn't age. They got brought back from where they were when they were. So now it's like, well, shit, I was dating somebody. She is now five years older than me. Like we were 15 at the time. She's 20. Fuck. (laughs) Right. Whole lot of weird stuff going on post snap. This dude was the villain to end all villains at an a universally apocalyptic scale. Something that no DC villain has ever accomplished, in my opinion. At least well, there's to, to me, there's 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 so many of those guys, like which is why so so Thanos didn't make the 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 cut for me. And it's not that he's not a great villain. I, I think he he does it, everything you said is a hundred percent accurate. I think he does everything you you said he does. But I feel like there's there's always one of those guys. I don't know that there's there's enough separating him from any other superhero movie villain. I think the you know I mean? movie build up to him separates him fantastically. I don't know if there's a, I mean, they, they brought him in, but I mean the whole red skull and everything, I mean, there's just all the stones and it ended the whole thing, but now they're, they're still going without him. And now the eternals are happening and there's, there's more gods and other space people. And Oh, I'm Thanos's brother. Like they're, they're just moving on with that. I'm like, there's going to be another villain who's going to try oh, yeah. to wipe out the universe. Like there's just, and, and I'm sure if we, I'm sure in 30 movies, if we redo this, that guy will make the list too. Whoever it should no. be, but that's just I don't know. I don't. I, there's 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 for me, and it really and it's uh, just different takes on this. Is I, there was nothing. There's nothing bone chilling about Thanos. I don't. He doesn't. He doesn't shivers up and down my spine. Do you know what I mean? I look at him and go, Oh my god, he's the worst. I I never think that. I never watch him on screen and go, Oh my god, you are just the worst villain ever. Like you are a mastermind. I've I've never watched a movie with him in it and gone. Oh, that's never happened. I, it's just, I don't know. It's, I don't it could just be my response to it. And listen, like, again, he is number one in the MCU. As far as superhero movies go, he is numero uno. Well, and for, for me, it's like you watch him and he, I mean, he takes an ax to the chest and looks at the dude who did and said, you should have went for the head. Like that's a bad, that's badass. He stands toe to toe physically with the Hulk and it's not close. Like so, like the Hulk is my thing, right? So right there, so Thor beats him one on one. Now he still ends up winning because quote he should have gone for the head, but like Thor won. He Thanos died in that moment, and then he snapped and whatever. But he got an axe to the chest, and Thor beat him in that fight. Thor 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 didn't Thor didn't beat him one on one. That was a battle with all of the Avengers, and Thor got the timely strike that they were looking for. Sure, and it didn't work. Like he snapped, and like, and then standing toe to toe with Thanos later on, Thor is about to die by the same means by physically being overpowered by Thanos driving Stormbreaker through his sternum, just pushing against each other, and him just, I'm just gonna push this through your sternum, little boy, until he gets hit in the head with Milnor. Well, and then, I mean, then you have the iconic. That's also, that's also fat Thor. I don't know if I count that as the same Thor. That's fat out of shape Thor. I also look at it like like Wanda. Basically beats him one on one, has him up in the air, stripping off all of his armor with the Scarlet stuff. He is 
totally defenseless until he tells his ship to start raining down fire on his troops, their troops, everybody. So, I mean, if we're counting that for Thanos, fine. But, like, Wanda also was about to just, like, tear him in half by herself. Right. But, <laughs> and if it weren't for the ship, took, she would have succeeded. It's, but that that took the the inherent and ungodly rage of the fact that he physically ripped the life out of the forehead of the guy she loved. Like, she didn't do that prior to that. That was just unbridled rage. It took so much for any of these things to happen. Like, um, Captain Marvel was whooping his ass until she wasn't. Like it was well, just, until he pulled the soul star, the power stone out of the gauntlet and punched her in the face with it up until that point, like he was losing. There are several times it's, it's an up and down affair, but there are several times where like individually and almost by themselves, somebody pretty much beats him. And if it weren't for some random outside factor, like he was going to lose, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, there are several times where like, Oh, he's going to lose right now. Oh, the ship fires. Oh, he's going to lose right now. She's kicking his butt. Oh, he pulls the power stone out of the gauntlet and then punches her in the face with it. Like, and she doesn't go down. She comes right back and gets in the fight. But that's right. There were several just minute things that saved him from any particular fight when he loses several times. But part of those things, I mean, we talked about one of the things that makes the Joker so good is his planning, is his ability to what looks like create chaos, but it's all planned. I mean, your your fight IQ. Oh my God, she's going to rip this thing off me. Take the power stone, punch you in the face. Like that's fight IQ. That's what makes you a badass. Like that's what makes you who you are. You know, you can physically stand toe to toe and kick the crap out of the Hulk. But then when you have somebody who's more powerful than you, you outsmart them because she's overpowering me. I'm going to be more intelligent. And, and like and to me, he's so almost complete that it takes the most powerful force of good ever assembled two movies to almost barely beat him. Like, I guess and really, and really, and really, I, I, really, I still look at like two movies. Thor, Thor, Thor beat him in the first one, but, 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 he, but he didn't. Justice. If you well, would have beat him in the again, first one, the second movie wouldn't have happened. My, my, my whole point is that one, one-on-one combat, like who, who got the death blow? I mean, I mean, he got to snap his fingers and stuff like that. That's fine. But, but I guess the Thanos, same, right. But the whole point is and, and he survived. Well, okay. So again, he says you should have gone for the head. So right there, if Thor had gone for the head, but he would have died and that would have been the end of it because he lost. Okay. See, if, Thor got a killing blow, hit the wrong spot. So you know what I'm saying like that, if, that the, the reason they this, did that so, is because they have to set up another movie. I'm just saying from a real world perspective, Patriot, pa- Patriot, blow, Patriots, like, Patriots, Seahawks, Super Bowl. You should have ran with Marshawn Lynch, but you didn't. And the Patriots won. Like nobody cares that you should have. They care who won. They don't ask how. They ask how many. That is one of the how many. You should have went for the head. You didn't. I win. And I survived the wound. He yeah, didn't but that's him. like, but that's like saying, oh, Tom Brady was out there playing defense and he made the play. No, he didn't. He was sitting on the sidelines. He was watching while it happened. I didn't mention didn't Tom Brady there. I was talking no, specifically but, about the outcome of that game. No, I'm saying, but I'm, what I'm pointing out is that it's not the same thing. I'm trying to say that Thanos doesn't, doesn't necessarily deserve the credit there because he got, he allowed it to happen. Like he allowed himself to get stabbed in the chest. Like it's not like he just dominated them the entire time and they were nowhere close to beating him. And he was this insurmountable foe that they just couldn't overcome. Like he was eking out very narrow victories. I don't like three think, or four I, times you should have died. And, and I, I don't think that one specifically that one. I don't think that was a narrow victory. He, yeah, was, he took a, he, took an axe to the chest and was basically on his knees dying and said, "You should have gone for the head." 
I mean, like he was done. That was it. If he didn't have the infinity, he was going to die in that moment, except he snapped but, his fingers. But he, it, it, so like, he, and he still didn't die. It's not like well, you said death blow. It's not like that axe blow. Like it's not like he snapped his fingers and then he died. He snapped his fingers, took on the like you, we saw what it did to the Hulk. We saw like what it did to Tony Stark like, when they put the gauntlet on, when they snapped the fingers. And we see in the start of the second movie what it did to him. All of that on top of that axe blow did not kill him. That's not it wasn't death blow like he was walking through the Avengers. They got their one lucky shot. And they missed. That, that that's not a that's not an L for Thanos. That's a W for Thanos. Like, I mean, again, ag- agree to disagree. It's, it's, it's fine. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. Like I said, I've just never looked at him and went, oh, my God, how are they supposed to beat him? I, I've never thought that ever watching a movie like I'm just like, it's a superhero movie. They're going to win like that. That to me is not oh, oh, the worst of the worst. Not the not. It's not to so the whole point of your seven comment. We're like, wow, like that movie did not have a happy ending. Like, so I'm thinking worst villains of all time, like. The Joker, as we've talked about in previous episodes, is like standing the test of time. Like he is always Batman's main villain. He always comes around. He they like almost never catch him. He always escapes. Like he is a criminal mastermind. It's I Thanos dies. I don't know. Like he's like they cut his head off. Like he's over. It's I've never I've never thought that I, the superheroes were going to win, no matter what. Like well, that was a the like the superheroes won. I wouldn't necessarily call the end of Endgame a happy ending. I was sobbing up when Tony started, like with the whole Tony Stark funeral scene. Like, what what did it cost? There's the the whole thing of right, you know. But uh, anywho, we've gone for almost an hour at this point. (laughs) This is supposed to be the short one. This is supposed to be the short episode or the short show. We end up we've been pushing to the 45 minute mark almost exclusively. I'm pretty sure we're at the hour mark around there now. Um, so we're gonna wrap with that. And uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. Producers, part of the BACBP Radio Network, www.bacbp-radio.com. Like, follow, share, subscribe. Find us on Facebook. Uh, we post different things on there from time to time. Like, follow, share, and subscribe. That uh, quote, King. Good to have you, buddy. Thanks for squeezing me in before you had to go to work. Yes, sir, buddy. No problem. And uh, with that, that's a wrap. Oh, you didn't know. Yo ass better call somebody! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the BICBP Radio Network proudly brings to you its podcast tag team champions of the world! The Nightmare Derek Jaws, Rotten Jack Gene Williams, the hosts of Common Debauchery! And if you're not down with that, we got two words for you.